This is sometimes a very awe-inspiring, um, a very touchy kind of a subject between couples. And sometimes from a man's perspective, they aren't really sure what is going to happen. There are so many things that play into the fear for the couple's relationship. And part of that surrounds what is going to happen to something that I kind of hold dear right now that got me into this situation, right? So during pregnancy, there can be a couple different things. The hormones are going to influence your sex life tremendously. This this pattern of hormones uh, can be very different depending on the sex that the mother is gestating. So whether it's male or female, she's going to have a little bit different levels of hormones, but it also is very dependent on the specific pregnancy, what is happening in her life, and her general stress levels. So especially early on, the change in progesterone will make a woman tend to gravitate towards people that are of a similar sex or a similar relation. So our bodies are designed to kind of seek out support systems. So women, other women, like we are hormonally driven to them during pregnancy or your family members, you kind of tend to come closer to the family members. And a lot of this studies show is hormonally and pheromone driven, which is just fascinating to me. If you want uh, more information on that, you can check out the book called Do Chocolate Lovers Have Sweeter Babies? And uh, Do Gentlemen Really Prefer Blondes? Those two books are really great looks into the differences in hormones. There is information that shows women who are on birth control, when they meet somebody else, their hormones are more similar to the hormone patterns during pregnancy because of the way that birth control changes the hormone levels. And it can make her be attracted to uh, different men. So men that might be more genetically similar uh, when you're on birth control versus being off of birth control, you tend to be more attracted to somebody that has a bigger difference in genetics and that can play into different immune functions for the child. So that's kind of a whole different a whole different story, but the big thing is is that your hormones are going to drive your sex drive during pregnancy just like they would at any other time, but because your hormones change during pregnancy, it can influence the amount of a relationship connection that the woman desires to have. The fact that a woman is typically more tired during the first part of pregnancy often means that she has less of a desire for intimacy. This can often change as the pregnancy continues, especially if the woman has a higher testosterone level, which they say um, is often coinciding with gestating a boy, but there's not strong evidence on that, but it is one of those things that is kind of interesting among uh, pregnant women. And then the other part is that the vagina tends to be 
increasingly more moist as the pregnancy continues. And throughout the pregnancy, especially in the last trimester, the amount of cervical fluid, because the vagina is trying to clean itself, to cleanse itself, and the body just has more lubricant all the way around, which helps with birth. And that's why there is so much more lubricant during the last um, weeks of pregnancy. It can feel like the mother is actually peeing herself when it is just the fluid. And it's not the amniotic fluid, the, the a fluid that's inside the amniotic sac. It is the cervical fluid, the mucus that you would normally find after a lot of foreplay, after intercourse, where the uh, woman is highly aroused. It's even more fluid than that. So that makes the vagina very moist, very lubricant, um, you know, high, highly lubricant for labor and birth. So that helps to prevent infections and it also helps during the actual birth process as well. After the birth, um, that fluid level tends to go the opposite direction. The vagina tends to be very, very dry, and all of this is hormonally driven as well. In most cases, the woman's body does not desire to have another pregnancy very close to birth. So it is um, supported to the, the studies support healthier pregnancy and birth outcomes happen with at least a year, so 12 to 15 month um, spacing, even up, up to 18 month spacing between pregnancies, um, between birth and pregnancy can help to prevent things like postpartum hemorrhage, miscarriage, um, different things like that. So that time frame coincides with uh, common stages of breastfeeding after birth. So around that 15 month mark that is on average when a period returns if a mother is using breastfeeding in a more biological way so she is exclusively breastfeeding for the first six to nine months and then very very slowly introducing solids nursing um, on cue and you know offering the breast and not refusing the breast not limiting nursing so all of that supports not only the pregnancy spacing that has shown to be health, have healthier outcomes for mom, but that can give you kind of a time frame of how significant the uh, desire for intimacy after pregnancy can be. A lot of women do start to have a desire for intimacy after about six to 12 weeks. And that is really influential on how the mother is treated how well the birth goes, how well postpartum and breastfeeding goes, and just how much support she has to get enough rest to just feel rested and have that desire. During the actual birth itself, um, your vagina, you have lots and lots of folds of a vagina. So you can imagine this like a sleeping bag. And when you first get the sleeping bag out of the little package, it is nice and neat and squished all together and put where it's supposed to be and then it opens up and it seems like you can never quite get it back into its package the way that it's supposed to go but you can you can roll it back up it, it doesn't like constantly never have the ability to roll back up it's just that it might not fit the exact same way so with the vagina, it is made to balloon out during arousal. So this actually happens during intercourse, during intimacy and arousal. 
if a mom never gets, you know, if a woman never gets pregnant whatsoever, it balloons out every single time and it goes back. It just so happens that in birth, it tends to do it a little bit more. And what happens when it goes back, because it always goes back, the folds are simply in different places. So if you look at this from a man's perspective, the areas of touch, the areas of arousal and um, friction from the vagina are simply in different places. A good friend of mine always referred to this as being like a French tickler because there tends to be more folds. So if we look back at that sleeping bag, the sleeping bag can go back in its package, right? But it's kind of like all squished in there and like doesn't really fit the same way, but it's definitely like back in the package. So that's the same thing that happens with the vagina. There's more folds. And when a man um, watches his, you know, his child's mother go through labor and participates in a loving and supportive way through labor, he also has a hormonal change that allows him to view this person in a very different way. The more he encourages her to speak up for herself and to take control of the birth, take control of the labor, and the more he provides her with confidence, the better their relationship builds through the birth and through postpartum. And so you actually build your connection and you build the way that your intimacy um, happens after the birth, you know, once the mom actually decides that she is ready for intimacy then the way you view this person is in a much more hormonally driven in a in a more emotional and deep way so that on the surface when you first look at somebody you know those that first year or so and again you can reference back to those those two books that i referenced your desires are very physical so your brain is designed to look at certain features and be attracted to certain features and that drives the sex drive and then the sex kind of um, confirms your physical desires and then you create an emotional connection so it's usually not an emotional connection first even if intimacy doesn't happen like intercourse doesn't happen for a really long time there is still an intimate Uh, physical attraction between two people when they first meet. And this is enhanced the more you allow yourselves to trust each other and to care for each other and to be a part of each other's experience. So when a couple can work through labor and birth together, even if they have a care provider or a doula that is there supporting them, if those people are supporting the relationship, then your connection afterwards builds. And it's really hard to convey that. I know this is a conversation about how does the vagina change, but really it's deeper than that. Because on the surface, prior to this huge transformation that's happening, you're still looking at this in a very physical way. But after birth, after going through this life-changing experience, seeing a woman go through all of these different phases and trusting her and allowing her to work through what she needs to work through because you can't really, you can support the woman, but you can't do this for her. And when you can understand that and you allow her to have that space and you respect her to have that space, you come out of this trusting her more and having a deeper connection 
so that you don't focus so much on the physical aspects. You start focusing more on the emotional aspects. So the vagina becomes not the sole focus. It becomes a almost privileged part of your relationship, a more respected part of your relationship because you realize just what this part of the body has gone through, but it is connected to everything else. So if you think about it in that way, it really only gets better. And there are some situations where, yes, the uterus, yes, the bladder, all of these things can affect the mom's uh, way of life. So if she has any sort of incontinence kind of issues, those things can be prevented and they can be remedied through things like walking one to three miles a day during pregnancy and afterwards. You want to give her a good, you know, six weeks to heal really, really well just because she needs the rest. It's not because there's going to be anything wrong necessarily. It's just she needs the energy to make milk. She has to make an entire food source for another human being plus not get sick. And she has to do her normal bodily functions of just existing plus take care of herself, a baby, and whatever whatever else is happening. So if you can support her and say, all right, we are going to walk today. We are going to walk today because that's going to prevent things like postpartum hemorrhage and that's going to prevent things like tearing in birth because the more your skin is supple and nourished through well-balanced meals, lots of healthy fats, lots of vitamin A and C foods, so your orange and yellow foods plus all of your dark leafy greens, that is going to allow the skin to stretch so that the vagina, so actually the vulva, the perineum, or uh, the clitoris, or the labia, so whatever part happens to get stretched, that can stretch during labor and birth and very beautifully heals through rest and care and somebody else, lots of other people helping around the house. And this doesn't mean that the rest of the family gets exhausted too, just so that the mom doesn't get exhausted. It means asking for outside help when you need help. So you don't exhaust the older kids. You don't exhaust dad. Everybody does their part and everybody asks for very gentle, respectful care. So people are taking out the trash. People are cooking very healthy meals, providing mom with plenty of time to rest, giving the baby to her even when she is resting, when the baby needs to eat. So not withholding the milk, but just giving her that space to say, I will care for your child. I will care for our child in the way that you desire. I will wear the baby. I will hold the baby and I will not just give the baby a pacifier. I will not just give the baby a bottle. I will not encourage you not to breastfeed. I will find the support you need. So the breastfeeding support, the postpartum support, the emotional support, giving the mom time to take a walk and being a part of that. So it's one thing to tell a mom what she should do. It's another thing to do those things because every healthy thing that a pregnant mother should do, everybody else in the family should be doing those things too. Not because it's nice, but because living healthy is simply living healthy. You don't only do that when you're pregnant. You do that all the time, no matter what sex you are. So all of those things help the mother to have a gentle birth. And this all supports 
the prevention of damaging the vagina, and it also helps to allow the vagina to heal in a very quick way if any tears do happen. So tears can happen. They increase if there are any episiotomies. There is an increase of tears when the mom can't choose her own birth position and labor position. There is an increase of tear if the mom is sitting on her bottom, even if she's not laying flat on her back. If she's sitting on her bottom, that also increases the risks of tearing. So we want to very gently not let that happen, right? So we walk with the mom one to three miles on average every day. We eat healthy with the mom and we make healthy meals fun and we make that a part of our lifestyle. And then that transfers into healthier postpartum great healing postpartum and then that builds our intimacy hormones a lot quicker we heal faster we feel better we have healthier families and then the intimacy doesn't just change because you have a baby it changes for the better so the vagina gets better the relationship gets better so if you're interested in learning more about how the vagina changes and how the body changes during the perinatal stages or you just want some general perinatal support you can find me at movdoula.com or slebirth.com you can follow me on facebook or instagram and we can set up some time to talk about all of the questions that you have surrounding the child bearing years for a happier healthier birth